podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddock blues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues Podcast. I'm Jamie and tonight I am joined by Paul and Melinda. You okay, guys? All right, mate. Okay. Yeah, very good. Melinda, you okay? Yeah, yeah, not doing too bad, Jamie. How about yourself? Yeah, it's freezing out there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's feels, cold. It feels a little too much like Canada out there for my liking, but uh, we move. <laughs> yeah, it's cold out there. Yeah, I've um, seen a grizzly, just seen a grizzly bear going past our house there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully Followed he was on his fish. way to uh, Finch Farm. <laughs> Followed by a moose. Yeah. Yeah. Loose on the loose by the hoops. <laughs> um so we're just gonna do our weekly pod this week, just talk about everything Everton. Um things have happened this week from obviously the points deduction, the Manchester United game, the fallout of that as well. Um but we'll just start by Paul, I'll just come to you first. How are we feeling this week? You know. You still are you, still, are you more relaxed about the game on Sunday, or are you still a bit like they didn't half let us down? Yeah, at, at the time, I, I felt like the players had let us down, but I've had time to. I've actually watched it again, not all of it. I've seen the highlights and stuff again. I think we have more than enough chances to win the game. Never mind draw. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a classic case of Everton can't finish the dinner at home. Uh, United was just really clinical. Um. That on honor, I watched him last night in goal for Man United. He garbage him. He had the game of his life last week. It's just like, it just always seems to happen to us, doesn't it? But no, I've had, had time to reassess things. I sort of calmed down. thought we were unlucky, but you can't keep saying that till the end of the season. We need to start taking our chances and sort this home format. Yeah, no, me and you done a reaction, but so we haven't really spoke to you this week about the Man United game, and I know you were obviously there. Um... What was your feeling walking out the ground? You know, you've got to sort of get on the train with them all. So what was your feeling coming off the ground? Was it just anger? Was it disappointment? Was it, oh, here we go again? Is it, you know, yeah, it is time to panic now. Yeah, it was um, like my, my initial, my initial feeling was like, I'm panicking. Like I'm panicking again. Um, and I actually put that on Twitter and I got called out by a few people going, like don't be ridiculous it's a bit of an overstatement or you're being dramatic or whatever it was but no honestly like sitting in that ground and just and especially during that second half I just thought here we go again and then the more I thought about it I was just so deflated defeated disappointed I guess more than the initial panic kind of settled and I just felt like we were so up for it as the fans we we were so prepared to we gave it our all that match and it's just it sucks. It sucks. And it's disappointing that we didn't get the, like the lads on the pitch couldn't get the result for us that we so desperately needed to just give the premier league a big F you. Do you know what I mean? Like we, we did what we needed to do and unfortunately they couldn't do it. And then the more I started to think about it, I just thought, did they put too much pressure on themselves? You know, like you start to think about it in that way. Did they think there's so much at stake here? The fans are expecting us to deliver, um, was it just just a classic case of nerves and they just crumbled? But I also think that first goal, oh my actual God. <laughs> I think that, honest to God, that's a bet. I think that is the best goal I've ever seen live. Yeah. And definitely. you know what? Like I'll admit, like, it was an absolutely phenomenal 
phenomenal goal. And I just think, I remember I literally like, I was like, it was like an, you know, you're getting ready for like a crash landing on an airplane. My head just went between my legs. And I literally just said, so no one else would hear me. I was like, what a fucking goal. And then I got up and I was like, oh, behave. And I was right beside the away fans, wasn't I? And I was just giving it loads to the away fans. Um, but yeah, it was just, and I think that's what set the tone. I mean, obviously you're on the pitch and you're seeing a goal like that happen in front and you're thinking, <laughs> like in the words of Jamie, what's going on here? <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I did actually yeah. say that when he scored, if I'm honest. <laughs> but that's what I mean. It just, it just, you know what? Paul had said it as well. We we had our chances. I don't think we necessarily. I don't think the first half we played terrible. Um, second half, I think we crumbled. I think it yeah. it just it just completely fell apart. Like typically, it you know in a typical Everton fashion. But yeah, sorry, I went on a bit of a rant there. But oh, no, of course. It, it was just it was just I wanted it to go our way so bad. I wanted it to go our way so badly, and it and unfortunately it just didn't. Yeah, the uh, the day wasn't a complete bust, or was it, Melinda? Tell everyone about what you won today. Oh, <laughs> so pre-match, um, and I, it's a new tradition, but I'm like a fan zone girl now. I'm like, hi, I'm in the fan zone. How are you? And there's, is that called eToro? E- eToro, e- yeah. eToro, I don't know how to pronounce that, sorry. It's an official sponsorship of Everton. E- to- okay, I should know that. eToro, yeah. there you go. Um, as I'm doing my little eToro. <laughs> isn't that like devil or something or something? In- Toro is a bull, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm not devil. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Sorry, that took a bit of a dark turn. Anyway, <laughs> so there was a little stand and they had a cutout of Sean Dyche. And you just had to take a picture, like you were doing a, like a press conference interview thing with Sean Dyche. And um, took a picture of it, uploaded it to Twitter, hashtag my team eToro, and you could win a gift card. So I won a gift card, which is amazing. I don't win anything. I'm the most unlucky person in the world. Um, sorry, probably that's why Everton are declining rapidly since I was born. It's probably my fault. Um, but uh, yeah, it was great. It was a nice little uh, surprise to wake up to. Got a lovely message off off Everton, and um, yeah, it was a nice thing to wake up to. So it wasn't all wasn't all crap, but that was nice. But uh, would have would have preferred a win. But um, yeah, that was nice. Yeah, Jamie, how are you feeling after after you know you've had a few days to digest what happened last week? How are you feeling now? Uh, I probably have got more sort of disappointed as the week's gone on a little bit, just purely for the fact that I still genuinely believe they give up. I've got to be honest; I really do think that. Um, We spoke about Dwight McNeil; he definitely give up, but I just think, as Melinda just said, the occasion got to them, but. When I say that, oh, the occasion got to them, there's going to be a lot more of them. There's going to be a lot more of them occasions with bigger pressure on. As the season grows old, it's going to be a more pressure because the points are more valuable. Um, yeah, we've got one a week it, today, mate, to that new, them Newcastle fans. It's going to be like a carnival atmosphere in that away end. 100%, mate. And I just think if they can't handle it with a Goodison, Goodison Park right behind them, what's going to happen when you know results aren't maybe going our way and we're a little bit more hostile if that makes sense a little bit more on edge I just think I just need a reaction massively need a reaction mentally and on the pitch as well I just need to see something that can go actually you know what yeah and United was a blip I know we coming, we were coming off here from on great form if he'd have been beat by a better team we go yeah okay but they weren't and that's what that's more my frustration that we let Man United beat us so I just need to see a massive reaction, me personally, mate. Yeah, no, I agree with you, mate. 
Um, but listen, obviously we know before the game um, what happened, the 10 points deduction. Now, I'd probably say that I know a report come out this morning, but we'll speak about that in a minute. The, the dust is settled on the original charges. Um, you know, it is what it is now. It's in the hands of the appeal. It's in the hands of the independent board. When you actually look at it and take the temp, the sort of corruption side of it away and the protest side of it, I'll come to you first as well, Melinda, that them 10 points now look really bad. Now, at first, you sort of lose lose track of it because you're a bit, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You're a bit focused on the corruption side of it. You're a bit focused on, you know, how could they do this to us? Yeah. I just think them 10 points is it's such a big deduction and I don't know how we get over it. Yeah. It's, it, 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 you know what? Just now as you were speaking about as you know, time's gone on about the match as well, you're just feeling more and more disappointed. It's, it's the same with this deduction. Honestly, I just feel like so defeated by it because I just feel like there's nothing that we can do. Like it's just down to complete and total mismanagement, unfortunately, of this club. Like I've always said since the start, I know we did something wrong. I'm, I'm not saying that we haven't done something wrong. We completely have. But it's just, I, I, I think we are in trouble. And I've been called, I, I said just now, I've been called out to say, you know, don't, don't be ridiculous. It's a bit of an overreaction. No, I feel those 10 points for us, that's three wins and a draw. Like yeah. that's massive for us. When you think about it that way, that is absolutely massive for us. It's just such a kick to the gut. And I just, even if we do get some points back, which I mean, we don't know what's going to happen at this point. Um, you know, and we'll get into as well, more piling on of the media, you know, what, what's come out today as well, further point deductions. And it's just like, I feel like Leave when us it alone. rains, yeah, when it rains, it really bloody mm. pours, doesn't it? And I, yeah. I can't help and it just keeps going back to that thing going in my head. Like they just want us gone. They just want us gone. And the and the, <laughs> the performance that the fans had put on, on on Sunday, we came together as a fan base and it was incredible. The scenes, the noise, the atmosphere in that ground before a kickoff. It was just, it was electric. Like it was just, we were all together against the Premier League. And it, it's just so, so it's it's just so it's horrible because I just feel like no matter what we do, it's just it it's just not it's not enough. They're gonna come at us with more deductions, they're gonna find more ways to just keep twisting the knife that's already in our gut. Like just just leave it alone. Just let us try and get some points back. And they just won't leave us alone. And it just feels like it honestly feels like we're so targeted. I'm not saying, oh poor me, like, you know, like, oh, typical Everton fan. Like, I'm not saying, but literally. It just feels, it feels like we're so targeted. Yeah, yeah by the media, it does 100%. Um, yeah. Paul, within the bottom three, you know, obviously from the t- point deduction they put us there, we all looked at Luton and said, you know, Chef United and Burnley, is it too early to look at their results? I don't think it is. Me personally, and I know probably you don't as well. Um, yeah. I keep hearing this, Everton will be okay, Everton will be all right. We, you know, we never know. We probably will if we can keep that form that we had before losing the 10 points. I just don't think we can take it for granted that Everton are going to be all right. I just don't think, especially Luton, I just don't think they're any sort of, I don't think they're just going to roll over and die, do you? 
no, they're no pushovers. They're definitely not. They proved that when they played. Obviously, they beat us. They, they, you know, they were really close to getting a victory against Liverpool. They haven't been battered by anyone, have they? No. They haven't like you know made a complete show of themselves. So yeah, it's um, and I put a, a tweet out saying um, you know, this is not a foregone conclusion, and um, you know, we, we shouldn't be. I said, you know, of course results are going against us when Luton and Burnley were both winning last week. Someone said, you need to stop worrying about other teams and just concentrate on ourselves. But it's hard not to when you're in the bottom three. You do look at everybody else who's around you. You just do. Um, yeah, it's it's worrying times. Like it's like Melinda said earlier on. I mean, it's three wins and a draw, and it's, you know the hard fought win against West Ham that's been taken away. The hard fought win against Crystal Palace that's been taken away. We battered Brentford away that's been taken away. And we got a draw against Brighton, you know, in the form table. And as far as the Premier League is concerned, that's a decent point when you look back on it. That's been taken away. And you're asking a team that have been struggling against relegation, who, how many games do we win a season, maximum seven, eight? Yeah. A season yeah. now. Now, we've already won four. We've had them stripped away from us. And now you're asking us to win like another eight on top. It's, it's a big ask for this team. That It is a really big ask. Uh, we need some points back, in my opinion. We've got to get at least four of them back. We need a win back, in my opinion. Yeah, just to soften the blow a little bit, maybe. Um, yeah, there's a long way to like go that. as well, by the way. It's, it's you know, we have got a lot of time to get ourselves out of it. It is, but I just worry about the mentality of these players now because we've seen it. They, they wilted away in the second half on, on Sunday and I just worry about opposition teams playing us now because if you're in them opposition dressing room, you're thinking they've been, they were in 14th and now 19th. They've been taking ten points. Let's relegate them. Let's let's get rid of this team. That's what I'd be like if I was any other team now. So they're gonna up the game to playing East Everton. There might be opposition fans listening to that and thinking, well, oh, Everton don't mean anything to us, but the mentality of them players going into their game now will be like, let's send these down. That's my opinion. No, yeah, probably will, yeah. Hundred percent. Um it's all competitive, isn't it? They all wanna everyone wants to beat each other. It's as simple as that. But if you can turn the screw a little bit more, teams will yeah. do it. Just, um, just to just to add on to that, yeah, definitely. Like, just think about it. It's it's what it's one less it's one less team for them to have to worry about. You know, like it's a team with team. a brand new stadium that yeah. that could you could bring in. Listen, looking down the line, it could bring in a Saudi investor or some multi billionaire who thinks, "Wow, look at that stadium. We'll buy them. We'll we'll try our best to turn them into people. Are laugh at it. The new Man City. Why not? So if we're in the championship, there's less chance of that happening, isn't there? Hundred percent, mate. You know, you'll probably find the city fan who'll tell you about his trips to Grimsby. So, yeah. you know, don't take anything for granted. Dare, dare to dream, dare to dream. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, Melinda, you mentioned it before, and it does really seem like there's a tiger on Everton's back from the press, the media. It feels like everyone's just piling on. Let's make your name as a journalist. If you try to make your name as a journalist, Everton are an easy target because because we're so sort of. Uh, I wouldn't say gullible, but we're trying not to believe every story that gets written. So if you were to write a story now, I think Everton fans are that panicking at the moment, they'll probably believe it. They want want that come out today, um, that Everton are facing another further point of deduction. You know, I just don't... It just feels like we're getting kicked again, again and again, and every time you pick your phone up or, you know, if people still read the newspaper, it's on Everton. No, it never, never seems to happen with another club, does it? No, not like this. And I think I think you've just said something there, Jamie. I think 
journalists just, I don't know if it's this, you know, I've heard this term clickbait, you know, that story today, people were saying it was a lot of, of it was clickbait. And unfortunately, I went to go click on the article and I, I couldn't read it properly, but big thanks to Tactically Matt, because he actually cut and pasted the whole article <laughs> and replied to my tweet so I could actually read the thing. But a lot of this is just, correct me if I'm wrong, but does it not also apply to everyone else in the league? But they stick yeah. Everton's name in that yeah. headline because they know right now all eyes are on Everton. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on at Everton right now. So they know if they put that in there, they're going to get a lot of clicks and a lot of attention on that article. And it's just, it's pathetic. It's, it's cringy. It's icky. Like that kind of behavior is just like, and that that's media for you. That, that, that's media. And I understand that, but it's just, it's really tough supporting Everton right now. I mean, it always is bottom line, but more, more than usual right now, just because of this, I just feel like we are absolutely just being kicked and kicked and kicked when we're already down and we're just absolutely just like I said, the knife's already in there and it's just being twisted now. And it's like, just please give us a break. <laughs> we're trying to survive here. Like we're, all we're trying to do is survive. I guess. We need some hope. We need, we need some hope. hope. Exactly. We? And you know what? That's what that win on Sunday would have given us, Paul, is yeah. a little bit hope. of hope. And yeah. yeah, didn't happen. Yeah. It didn't happen. I know that. And we can't, we can't go back now and change it's not it. It's happening at home though, is it? It's, it's not. not. In the home. And I said this multiple pods ago, our home form is just, it's at home. It it sucks, but I just, again, it's that feeling of, oh my God, okay, off to Goodison we go. And it used to be, yeah, I can't wait to get to Goodison. And that's what, that's the way I did feel going to Sunday. I was really excited to get there and just being there and, and watching the team that you love so much, just again, just get beat by a very mediocre team, by the way, like the United were not that good. No. And that's also what is very, you you got this absolutely fluke, beaut of a goal. Yes, I say that. Like you know, it was beautiful. But when the hell do you ever see that happen? And of course, Not in a million, it to Everton minutes into the game, you couldn't write it. You just couldn't write it. No, it's so it's so Everton. He wins the podcast podcast award at Goodison Park. You know, I think that'll win the Puskas Award for the next 10 years, that goal. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so what can yeah. you do, really? What can mm. you do? You set up, you've got this boss atmosphere and that kid pulls that out. You just think, oh, really? At that point, Pick was probably thinking, oh, I'm just getting off me. <laughs> yeah, um, forget it. Yeah, forget it. There goes my clean sheet bonus again. <laughs> within within oh, a minute what? and a half, gone. Oh, yeah. the all, all the players just looked at each other like, has he really just done that? You know, yeah. and I think even Dice was just like... Roy Keane mm-hmm. said he should have saved it, you know. Roy Keane said know. Pickford should have saved it. No. When you look at it, when you look at it, he should have, in my opinion. But when then you look at it again, he never expected him to do that. Oh, it's just a world. He, it's, it, it, he couldn't hit it, a ball any sweeter than that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Pickford's reactions, we're never going to expect him to ju- just do this overhead kick and put in the top in. But anyway, it was a fluke in yeah. the city. Um, <laughs> but Paul, as we've just been saying here, the media seems to love to pile on Everton, and I don't think that's going to go anyway, uh, go away anytime soon, mate. Is it? You know, they're just going to keep piling on and piling on. So is it, it's us. It's up to us as a fan base, which we will do, is to stick together. You know, yeah. when you see these media things, obviously we know on the pitch and in the ground, we'll always give a hundred percent, but. When you see these media stories and you think, you know what, we just go away that 
Matt Hughes and all them, them type of fellas. It's also it's up to the Everton fan base, especially on social media, to sort of give them it back and say to a point where they think, oh, you know what, I'm not going to put that out to get too much abuse. Yeah, yeah, rat use, go and boil your fucking head, mate. Um, yeah. yeah, we're just we're a very jittery fan base at the moment. To, we're, we're just constantly waiting for bad news. That's what it is. And I think my dad, my dad said it to me. Uh, I was speaking to him the other. He went, "If you did, and also about Everton." I went, "No, dad, he went to. Oh, he went to. It's like it's like waiting for someone to come out to give you some bad news about a family member in a hospital waiting room. I mean, it really is like. I mean, yeah. if I had my choice, I said to you last week, didn't I? If someone come to me and said, "Listen, do you want us to swear football altogether?" I'd just say, "Yeah," but. I'm just so heavily invested in Everton, and I know we all are. It, that it's just, it's just a part of who we are, isn't it? And yeah, we just need to stick together. We're we're the e- easiest of easy targets in the press at the moment. I mean, that story's come out today about Everton facing possible further points deduction. If you read the article, it's basically all teams are are under threat of it happening too if the books aren't up to scratch. But the story's again coming out, and obviously there's a big parley on that Everton's books will not be up to scratch. So. I think sometimes you just need to distance yourself from some of these stories. It's a lot of clickbait, and we're all winding each other up, and we all just want to know what's going to happen. And yeah. yet, the press will keep going for Everton. They will because they know that the fans will are just wait for good or bad news, no matter what. It's a massive part of our lives, like I'm saying. Yeah, it's a bit like when you know someone's trying to wind you up, and if you react, they'll just keep winding you up. Yeah, so probably better to just leave them, not react, and in the end, they go. I'm not on the bottom with him. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't give me what I want at the end of the day. And I think that maybe that's what Everton fans have got to do. Possibly, yeah, just stick together without actually giving them the attention that they crave. Ammunition, so in it. Just, yeah. We we give them the, the ammunition, but it's understandable as well because, like I said, it's you know it's a massive part of our lives. So if we see you know me, you, Melinda can slag Everton off till the cows come home. If somebody from outside the club or outside the fan base does it, will be on them. Straight away, how dare you? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like it it's like it's like your sibling, right? Like yeah, yeah. You know, if 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 like I can take the piss out of my sister all day, but if anyone ever else did, I'd be like, I will kill you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's the exact same thing. Oh, yeah, it is exactly the same thing. Yeah, exactly yeah. the same start. Yeah, it's actually a good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this week, obviously, we've seen Andy Burnham give his interview. Well. <laughs> We think you give an interview. Um, oh yeah, Ma- Ma's, Melinda's mayor. <laughs> yeah, it is, and it was an Evertonian as well. By the way, let's not forget she that he's a, a massive yeah, Evertonian. Um, and he's told us basically that he done his interview with Sky, and Sky never put it on telly. So I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not shocked in that aspect. But to have someone like that, Paul, in your corner is massive. Someone who is the type of fellow that won't give up. I'm right in saying that, you know, we sort of spearheaded the justice for the '97 campaign as well. Did you? Um, you know, when he, he took that, it, on, didn't he? yeah, he took that on board, and he finally got what they what they deserve. So to have someone like that in your corner, and have the Evertonian Andy Burnham as well, I don't think that fellow's going to stop, is he? No, he's took the fight to the Premier League, and that's what we need. We need someone a mouthpiece for, for the fans, someone who's very well respected. And he is yeah. very well respected. I mean, he's a he's the mayor of Manchester, but he's from Liverpool. I think he's from around here, Old Rome. I think that's where he grew up. Yeah. Uh, mad, mad Evertonian. I've seen him at the game a few times as well. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's not going to let it go. That's what we need. Apparently, he's had a reply from the Premier League to say that none of it's true what he's saying. But 
yeah, just uh, he needs to just crank up the pressure for us, Andy Burnham. People like him is 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 what we need on our side, and I'm all for it. And uh, if you ever fancy coming on the Paddock Blues podcast to have a little chat with us, he's more than welcome. Yeah, definitely, mate, hundred percent. Belinda, if he's coming out and saying I did an interview and Sky not publishing it, what's going on? That doesn't seem right at all. Is it because he, he's Andy Burnham, or is it because it's to do with Everton? You can't do that. You can't give someone an interview and then go, listen, don't publish that. Especially someone as fit not as famous, but as well known and household name around, especially the Northwest, as he is. It's not like he's done it with me and you and we've got I did do an interview and like you never, you never. He is a public figure. He's an MP at the end of the day. Something strange that isn't it. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's actually what he said, right? It's a quote that something strange is definitely going on behind the scenes with Everton. Honest to God, like, first of all, that is so unprofessional. It's not professional. It's not ethical. I know people listening are going to think that's like, but I'm serious. To me, that is so unprofessional. Like, I I, honestly, it's the first thing that popped in my head is, okay, you're going to use up this man's time. First of all, this very respectable man, very professional man. And he's got an opinion that doesn't necessarily fit with their opinion. Okay, fair enough. And just not even publish it. Like, it's just, I think that is so rude. It's so disrespectful. And I just don't think it's very, it's not not respectful at all. No. Um, I do think something stinks. Something stinks here, big time. Mm-hmm. I honestly think there is so much more to this than we actually know. And I think that's the case with a lot of things that I return. There's a lot of things that are hidden from us. And you know what? Like as a club, there are certain things that are not for the public eye. Fair enough. I understand that. But to me, this is just now there's, you know, someone in the role that he's in trying, as Paul has said, trying to be a bit of a voice for the club and for the fans. And I love Andy for that. Like, I think he's just spectacular. But for them now to not, could you imagine just for a second, could you imagine if this was Liverpool? First of all, it wouldn't be. Haha, <laughs> good joke. But secondly, if it was any other club, there's no way that this, that this would be happening. And I don't care if any fan from any other club is listening to this. You, you don't pull the card, oh, just because they're Everton fans are saying that. No, it, it's the truth. There's literally something to do with Everton. And it's just, there's something going on that we don't know about because there's just something really, really fishy going on here. Yeah, it, it it's censorship, isn't it? He's basically yeah. been censored. At that part of that interview, they decided not to put that out. Now, why? It's because the Premier League are in bed with Sky, and Sky are in bed with the Premier League. Yeah. And, you know, without the Premier League, Sky's nothing. Without Sky, the Premier League's probably nothing. So they're working in conjunction with each other, aren't they? It's just they're being censored as a fan base. It's like the plane, you know what I mean, on Saturday. Any other plane, I mean, if that was to say... Anything else on the back, like Paul Brown stinks of poo, then I guarantee <laughs> it'll go, it'll show it on TV. But because it's you know, it's it's a thing for Everton Premier League corrupt, they deem it irrelevant. It's pathetic, yeah. Look out for that plane, by the way, at the forest game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you are right, Paul 100% right, mate. Listen, when that Super Six happened, you had Boris Johnson standing in the middle of the parliament talking about it. That man doesn't even have a clue what football is, but because it's that big and Sky were that petrified of losing that money and the Premier League were also petrified of Sky pulling away from them. You're like, oh, he needs to do something here. And that is it Rupert Murdoch 
he's rang his mate and gone, you need to talk about this Super 6 in Parliament. So that's how big the Super... That's how big Sky is and the Premier League together, the influence they've got. Getting it mentioned yeah. in Parliament, you know. I just... That really sort of brings me on to my next point as well about the Premier League. Now, they love a debate. You've seen Gary Neville, you see them all. They love controversy in any way. The Premier League, they do. You've got one of the biggest protests in Premier League history, one of the most historic protests in Premier League history. And what did they show? Nothing. You mentioned it a couple of times. You know, the... They're just terrified of upsetting the Premier League and this guy, and probably vice versa as well. Yeah, the narrative in the press and for people who just read headlines and can't be bothered looking into stuff is that Everton are complaining about them cheating. They've cheated and they're complaining about it. That's not the case. We know we've done wrong. We've been protesting for a couple of years to try and get this board out because we know it's been run like an absolute circus. We know that they're not fit and proper to run this club. We've been trying to tell everyone for a while, for ages, and now... It's finally come out that they have gone over the expenditure for profit and sustainability, and the people who are responsible for it happening, nothing's happened to them. It's it's the ten point deduction only hurts Sean Dyche, the players, and most of all the fans. So the narrative that Sky are trying to roll out is that Everton, you know, are complaining about basically getting caught, and it's not because we worked with the Premier League to try and sort all this out. It's just a mess, isn't it? It's just an absolute mess. I could I could rant about this for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, it's no, hundred percent. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just ridiculous, honestly. It's just just the top six, mate. As I said, you, you're not in top. You're not a part of that top six. They don't care about you, Sky. You look at it. This is going to sound that petty, but you know when you look at the adverts, like the Christmas advert and all these type of things, Everton are never on it. You know I, that's people go on there. They pick and take things, but I've noticed that for years. Don't you know, sell, do we? No, the Everton thing against, you know, if Everton scored a world, if the, telling you now, if Dwight McNeil scores that guy an actual goal, he's not even up for goal of the month. I'm sorry, but he probably isn't. I mean, if mm. Dwight McNeil could lift his legs that high, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, but then I'll just move on to, obviously, the appeal. Now, the appeal has gone in. They had 14 days from the publication of the sanction to appeal, um, and they used them 14 days. Now it'll be it'll be here by a different panel that give the original sanction. You're more confident when the appeal goes in that it'll be won, or you're more thinking the Premier League are just going to go. So what? I think it all depends who's on this committee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Phil Thompson. Honest to God, yeah. like it would not. Nothing shocks me anymore. Vincent Nothing company. surprises me. <laughs> like, honest to God, Jamie, wouldn't be shocked. Um, I honestly just think Premier League's in bed with everyone. Like, so I just feel like I don't trust any committee now that this goes to. I just, I'm so skeptical and I'm so just about everything. I mean, of course, I hope it, we get points back and I hope it goes our way because we need some. Um, but then again, it goes back to that argument. If, you know, we do get some points back or even if we get for some reason, all our points back or something, you know, heaven forbid when that happens, when it comes time for Manchester city to be reviewed, I feel like then they will have more ground to go. Oh, we let Everton off, give Everton their points back. You know, you were, you were less lenient on Everton. So I'm torn. A part of me is like, I almost want it to stand 
because then that way other clubs could be penalized just as harshly because this is extremely harsh. I still stand by that statement. This is ridiculous. Clubs that go into administration are it's only a nine point deduction, and I will keep saying that. Points people that lose their jobs there as well. People lose jobs. They're not making payments. They're failing left, right, and bloody center, and they only get deducted nine points. Whereas we got ten for spending a nineteen point five, I think, million over or whatever it was on a new That's stadium it. to make this That's to make it. the city even better. And that was a rule. League. Correct me if I'm wrong. That was a rule that was brought in recently. Yeah, mid yeah. mid process. So, yeah, exactly. So how can first of all? So this is an extremely ridiculous. That's why we're all kicking off, and I'm sick of people saying, "Oh, you know." There was a tweet that I don't, who was Patty Power? Who was even that? Oh, no idea I'd who they them. are. What They're they a do. Betting company. I blocked them as well. Love They're that for company. them. Fights. Yeah, love that. So they tweeted Everton fans protesting a thing that they did wrong. Well, first of all, the fans didn't do it. The fans weren't wrong. Secondly, um, it's not like this whole process. If you actually break it down and look at how ridiculous this actually is, it's mind blowing. It's absolutely mind blowing. And I bet you that's what Andy did in that interview. He he absolutely just said, this is, this is ridiculous. Like I, I guarantee you. So yeah, I don't know, Jamie, I am so torn because I don't know who the hell's going to be on that panel. I don't know who's going to be in that part of that committee deciding exactly. again. They, they could even go, they did. They, they deserve worse. They deserve more points deducted from what they've done. Blah, 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 blah. You know? So, and I hate to be in that negative mindset, but I feel like that's where, where, where we're going. Especially with all this coming out today. I just feel like they just, they, they, they want just to want to relegate us. They want to relegate us. Yeah. I do, I, I do think that as well. Personally, Paul, do you, are you expecting anything back here? Are you expecting any points back? Or are you even expecting to wear before the end of the season? I think it's encouraging that Everton took the 14 days that they were allowed to lodge an appeal, which probably says that getting the best lawyers in place and everything else and going every, over everything with a fine tooth comb to say, yeah. well, listen, this happened, that happened, you've done this to us, you've done that. But I do think with the backlash from the fo- from the fo- the rest of the football world, sorry, that the Premier League will dig their heels in now and say, no, that's the punishment we're giving out and that's the punishment we're sticking to. But there is a part of me that thinks we will get some points back. Like I said earlier on, I think we may get four points back. And I did think beforehand, before all this secretly to myself, when in times of doom, thinking what's going to happen to Everton, I, I did think, which is very frequent, by the way, I was thinking, I think we might get a six-point deduction. I was expecting that, three or six. Yep. So to get 10 is just excessive. I don't think anyone, even Copites or Newcastle fans who seem to be obsessed with Everton, just if you really sit back and think and look, like Melinda said, at what Everton have actually done, we haven't gained an advantage on the pitch. It's sort of making our infrastructure better to make the Premier League even more worldwide with a, a new stadium on the waterfront, and that's what we're being punished for. We're being punished for trying to make ourselves better. So what do we think will happen? Nothing. What? Or on the other hand, they'll give us four points back. That's what I think. Yeah, hopefully they do give four points back. You know, then that's the original six, mate, and we can probably cope with that. As you said, you know, four points. I think we've got to still stay in touch at that point, by the way. Um, If results go away, don't go our way this week, we could be seriously in trouble. It's just because Everton, Jamie, Evan, I just don't think we're in a position where we can go out and win five games on the trot. No, 
no, no. Do you know what I mean? It's just that Not we need them points back. Yeah, yeah. We need but we need some points back. We worked for them points, we need them back. Hundred percent. And they deserve them back as well. We deserve them back. Yeah. Melinda, you wanted to uh, say something? Yeah, I just like I know it's probably like a bit of a mad like theory, but I mean, this is just where my brain goes sometimes. So I feel like, you know, when we did show everything's the Premier League. You know, like we're struggling, we need help, blah, blah, blah. We we're very open. We've always said that the club's always said that from the start. They probably looked at that and thought, hmm, okay, how can we get these guys? How can we get these guys? Let's just make up some rule in the middle of this whole process so we can actually penalize them. Yeah. They're doing really well. Look at them. They're climbing that table. They're getting wins on the bounce. Like I'm I, I know I'm trying I'm playing the victim here. I'm not I'm not, you know, but but how can you not think that's the narrative? Like it's just no. so ridiculous like it's convenient more, it? yeah it's just way too convenient it's way too easy it's way, way too easy yeah i agree Tevin, jamie well, if in in your heart of hearts if Evan go to appeal take your Everton that's off for a minute what do you think is going to happen and we just put it down yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is going to happen i think they'll give us four back i think they'll take the original six because mm. that sets a president uh one charge is six points because then they can look at City and go, well, you've got 115 of them. I think it's two different cases. I've got to be honest. I think they're going to be punished two different ways. They'll punish Everton for one. This Mad City is going to take forever. I think we've got to sort of separate ourselves from that a little bit. There's six, I think we'll get four. I do. I do think they'll get four. And then the Premier League will go, well, they still got a point deduction. They just got it reduced because of an appeal. And you all kicked off about it. So what are you moaning for? I think it'll work in the Premier League's favour, giving us six. And so they can basically look like the good guys, but also look like and know they've punished us. Um, look reasonable I'm, I, I'd be, as well, can't yeah, yeah, I'd be happy with that, mate. I've got to be honest. I wouldn't be happy, obviously, but if someone, like you said, if someone was to come to me now and go, I'm going to give you four back, I'll go, yeah, okay, let's move on. Yeah, Fair, I would. fair enough. Um, Twice. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Big> top <laughs> Uh, just to, touching on the football side of Everton, because funny enough, we are an actual football club, and you know, it seems to be have been lost in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, secondary, isn't it? Yeah, we still play uh, football. Um, FYI, <laughs> very sometimes we play football. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, the man that probably the the figurehead in this, Sean Dyche. Now he's been talked about in in the week that a new contract's been put on the table. Now, obviously, I think he's rubbish them reports. He's obviously not going to come out in this press conference today and go, oh, yeah, I'm signing a new one. Um, he sort of said it, he's cracking on with the players. Now, Paul, I'll just stick with you. Is it is this the wrong time to be looking at giving Sean Dyson a new contract? You know, was it case of let's get to the end of the season sort of thing? I think the club are just looking for a little bit of unity, aren't they, in everything that's going on at the moment? So if yeah. he were to come out with a new contract for Dice to say, well, listen, we're, we're battening down the hatches and we're sticking with what we've got and we're going to fight till the very end. Uh, if we didn't have the 10 points deduction, I'd say it was too soon. I think he has 18 months left on his deal, I think. Could be yeah. wrong there, maybe 12. Um, so I think it's the right thing to do with our current situation. Going back on myself for the way I behaved towards Sean Dice at the beginning of the season, I just, like I said, I just think we need a little bit of unity now. I wouldn't be against it, but if, yeah, to answer your question, I don't think we need to be giving them one, but I can understand why the club see fit to give them one at the same yeah. time. I see what you're saying, yeah. So you you wouldn't be bothered if they did, but... Not bothered if they don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Melinda, are you sort of the same dance? You know, 
you're not really bothered if you do give him one. You know, you're not expecting Sean Dykes to sign a new five-year deal. Um, I think I think they're probably looking at this now going, well, he's the only man we can actually have to lead us forward. Who else are we sort of going to get? Would you sort of just sit with Paul and go, yeah, whatever, do it or don't? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think, um, you know, I, I do th- I do think we have to hold on to him for, for now. Um, I think he's handled this whole thing quite well. I think he's been quite... Um, cool about it to be honest with you um I think he's been quite unifying with the squad as well um so it does seem like he's leaning on the players players leaning on him it does seem like there's a bit of a unity there so I don't really know is it 18 months he's got left is that is that about right possibly yeah Yeah, something like that yeah I think so. so yeah I mean I don't know if necessarily that's like the priority at the moment you know, this like new talk of a contract. I don't, I don't know like why that's like come out at this point in time um, per se, but I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if, if they do and he goes ahead, cool. If, if it's a bit paused and we focus on other things that are a little more pressing at the moment, I'd be fine with that too. So I'm kind of like, yeah, cool. If so. Okay. If not kind of thing. You know? Yeah. I think yeah. having the, they do that with contracts. I mean, another Corey took a while and it was always rumoured he was going to sign one. Then he did five months down the line, Pickford the same. And I think Wobie never actually did in the end. Um, nice. So I don't think these happen, these things happen faster, Everton. I think they do actually do the homework and go, you know, is he the right man sort of thing? Right. What, what would you give him a new, new deal, Jamie? Uh, no, I'd just see, I'd let him see his new one and see if he deserved it. Yeah. yeah. Simple as Agreement there, aren't we? It's sort of like it's, we're not really bothered, are we? No, I just no. don't think it's a priority yeah. right now. I don't no, think I don't. he does. I think he thinks like that as well. I think honestly, yeah. he's probably sitting there going, "Why is it finished? Is my contract finished? No, well, I'm cracking on." He actually said, "I'm cracking on with these players," and I like that. I like that. You know, he's not bothered about his contract and what he's getting an extension. He's just concentrating on winning football matches. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, we actually do have one on Saturday. We play. <gasps> do we? Do we play Nottingham Forest on a five o'clock? Don't, don't call them Nuts Forest. You don't Nuts like it. Forest. No, no, Nottingham Forest. There. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just because of Azul yeah. on Twitter. Because <laughs> yeah. of Nuts County, absolute, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It takes absolute piss. I love it. <laughs> Nottingham, in it. Nottingham. Nottingham. <laughs> love actually. Um, Nottingham Forest is obviously a tricky place to go. It, mm, it, yeah. it, it is, you know, it, I think a lot of teams have been sort of caught up in that. Oh, it's only not Forest and then they've been beat a lot like Everton in that way. Now, Dice has given his sort of press conference today. Carvalho Lumen's trained on his own. Um, so it begins. So it begins. Is it a precaution, Paul? Is it something yeah. that he's probably doing just to say, listen, lad, don't worry about it, just play on Saturday? I think it's a precaution. I think I watched the press conference today. He just said it was a little tight after he'd uh, come off against Manchester United. I think it's just a case of, and he said it himself, he knows he's been up and down with his injuries. So he's just thought, so listen, you go and look after it the best way you know how. He's yeah. probably just giving one of the physios just to, to see how he's doing. He's been doing indoor training, hasn't he? Same as Onana. So I think Carlett Luna will be all right for Saturday. Um, yeah, we need yeah. to wrap him in cotton wool because once he goes, uh, wow. We're in a world of pain again, aren't we? Let's be honest. I mean, until Beto, until we see what Beto is really capable of, and this Chimitu's a young kid, Calvert Loon is still the only striker we've got. 
Well, that was a question I was going to ask you and Belinda. Actually, you come from Brandon, who has been on the pod. Um, they asked us a question of if Calvin Lewin isn't fit, let's rule them out. Would you play Chimiti or would you play Beto? Which one would you go for, the Forest? Paul? I'd go for Beto. Just for experience, I would yeah. go for Beto. Just to put himself about he and you know, he can be a menace. Just uh, his physicality. So, yeah, I would go. I do like the look of Chimiti, by the way. Listen, I think we've only seen about 15 minutes maximum. Adam. I think the kid looks like he's got something about him, by the way. But, no, I'd go for Beto. Yeah, Melinda, same question. Yeah, I would also I would go for Beto as well, personally. Like, all the points that Paul's highlighted there, I do like the look of Chimiti. I think there is a real player there, to be honest with yeah. you. I just think for Saturday, if for some reason DCL is not fit and doesn't start, I do think Beto does have a presence about him. Um, and I think he, yeah, I think he would be the right choice for Saturday if DCL's not yeah. fit. Obviously, Chimiti just needs to get Beto. Hey. <laughs> You're so funny. I have waited for that. Um... I'm rolling on the floor laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, we're going to come to the game. Now, there's a massive sort of position that we need to speak about, and it's the right-back position. Yep. Um, We've had Ashley Young. I don't think he, he can play. I think he's he's a disaster. I think he's just a liability. We've all... Ashley Old. Ashley Old, yeah. We've all... You're so funny. We crucified. Oh. <laughs> you, 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 were, you were waiting for that one, weren't you, Paul? They're fantastic. You're not the only person. I'm the one who's usually getting called old, so it's a good chance for me to call someone else old. Yeah, they've uh, they've given Paul a uh, a late pass from the home today, which is so <laughs> lovely. He's be back in 26 minutes, so yeah, I need me not be changing we'll those audio. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ashley Young obviously has been a liability in these last few games. We can all agree on that. Um, yeah, big time. So, Melinda, I'm going to come to you for this. Why? What's the difference between Ashley Young and Michael Keane? Oh, you know what's so funny? Literally, I was sitting in that ground on Sunday and I was like, do we have a fucking Michael Keane round two on our hands? That's literally what was going through my mind. I'm not kidding. He's... I'll be... Here's the answer, Jamie. Not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> not a lot, unfortunately. And it sucks because... I did want him to be a good signing. I did yeah. want him to do well. And everyone was like, oh, you know, he's 38. You know, he's too old for this. Well, well, why have we signed him? And I thought, you know what? I want him to come here and prove everybody wrong and be absolutely sound and just do well. For, not, not to not be spectacular, but just do what he needs to do when he needs to do it. You know, just do your job. Yeah. He's cost us so much these last few matches. And I just, for me, I, I for me, it has to be Patterson. It has to be Patterson for me now. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on with him and Deitch and why he's not getting starts and why he's repeatedly playing young, but he's in the same with Keane. He played Keane over and over and over again. And we're like, what is this manager doing? Why is he, is, is he watching a different match than we are? Or what's going on here? What do you see in this player that we just don't seem to see? If there was yeah. improvements every week, I would get it. But it's getting worse and worse and worse. And you're you're costing us you're costing us games you are costing us games so for me no i'm sorry i've i've had enough and i don't like to say that about players i do like to you know everyone knows i'm the positive one i like to you know believe the best in players but i'm sorry we've got another option it's got to be patterson for me now on saturday if i see young on that team sheet i might have an aneurysm <laughs> um paul 
It's Patterson for Melinda. Is it Patterson for you? Coleman for me. Seamus, yeah. I'll well, oh, okay. oh, well, is he fit, though? Yes. Yeah, he's on the bench on Saturday, yeah. It's Sunday, sorry, yeah. He yeah. didn't get any minutes, though, did he? No. I think that was just a sort of... He played two 90-minute games last week, though. I think he played two games for the under-21s. Yeah, he's ready, yeah. I, but, I'll play him. So you'd throw him right in? I'd throw yeah. him right in, yeah. If you get 70 minutes out of Coleman and then Patterson for I mean, the last yeah, 20. I, that's me thinking. I mean, let's split the game between him and Patterson. That's what so I would I, do. I could even go the other way and start Patterson and bring Coleman on. But I, I would do that. I would start that, Patterson that, first. This Ashley Young experiment has failed. It's a, I don't think I'm being over the top. It's been a catastrophic signing. Yeah. He's cost us too many goals. It's just he switches his brain off in critical moments. He makes stupid tackles. He, he's a walking yellow card. Yeah, um, walking red. No, I'd, I'd even play. I'd, I'd even play Ben Godfrey before Ashley Young. Sure, I'd yeah. even play James okay. Garner at right back before Ashley Young. So there's options. You know, you can't play him. There's too many Heavy. options. <laughs> yeah, but there's, there, there, you know, we literally just named four options. So if he plays him, he's just that's just stubbornness on the manager's point. You know, he, he can't be looking at that going, oh yeah, but he's playing all right. He's not. He's, he's just not. not. What are you though, Jamie? That that he's been sort of like forced to make, into making changes by the fans. Why is um, it taking the Why is it taking the fans for him to realise that he shouldn't be playing certain players? I don't think it. I think it might be. Yeah, I do think it's us as well. The Michael Keane one definitely. Um, but I also look at the actually young one and think Coleman's coming back. I think Coleman would be playing over Young. Me personally, I think yeah. you know if Sean that if they had the pair of them fit, I think Coleman would would go in. So I think he's just waited for for Coleman to get fit. I don't think he fancies Patterson. I will be no, honest. I don't, I don't. I don't think he fancies yeah. him at all. That's down to the manager. Defensively, he just doesn't fancy him. Yeah, and that's down to the manager. You know, I think as well. What we've got to remember is, the start of the season, actually, Young was playing left back with Patterson right back. Yeah, Michalenko I was going to say that. I, I think actually, Young was brought in to to be our starting left back, but Michalenko's form has improved massively so much yeah. that we don't need one now. Yeah, so I think we've got a sort of. Uh, We've got to hope Patterson's also picks that four up as well and go. Actually, you know, Michalenko does it, so I'm going to do it. I've got me, I've got my chance, and you're not getting back in. And yeah. hopefully, he does do that. Um, another dilemma. Well, I don't think it will be for him, but something that maybe I'd like to see, and I'll just get your quick point on this. Dan Jumro, McNeil. Now, McNeil obviously hasn't had the best of time in the last few games. He's looked sluggish. He's looked, he's looked offy. Dan Jumro. At the beginning of the season, I thought he was playing quite well. Scored his goal against Sheffield United against Doncaster Rovers. Is it time for sort of switch that up now and see what this lad can do? We've got him on loan. We might as well. I'd play Dan Juman on Saturday. Yeah, uh, he really annoyed me on Saturday. Uh, Sunday, sorry, Dwight McNeil. Really badly annoyed yeah. me. I'm not writing him off and I think he's been great for Everton. Massive part of why we stayed up last season. But don't like his body language. I don't like his attitude at the moment. He just gets the ball, he passes it backwards. Maybe he's not fit, maybe he's struggling for fitness, maybe he was rushed back too soon, but I'd definitely unleash Dan Juman. I'd even go as far to say I'd probably play Dobbin ahead of Dwight McNeil on Saturday. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, obviously, there's another player that we're probably most likely going to miss in Onana. You know how much of a big miss he is, um, but I think Idrissi Gay's been sort of filling that role quite well in the last couple of games. So, Melinda, I'll come to you for your start at 11. Um, I'll give you, I'll probably say, yeah, Calvin Lewin is fit, and I'll probably admit uh, Amadou Anana. Oh, 
okay, so I'd keep the back four, but I, I would play Patterson over Young. Yeah. I would keep... I, I think I have to keep the midfield the same. I don't think I would change it. And I would, I think I would, I would play Dan Juma over McNeil as well, because I just, it's so frustrating because he, like you said, Paul, he was such a big part of our season last, last season. And I know he's had the injury. Maybe you're right. Maybe he was just rushed back, but it's not really a Deitch thing to do. You know, like it's not, it's, it's not so, I really hope it's just not coming down to him as a player, just in a way declining a little bit, which would be really disappointing. I hope that's not the case, but I think we need to go big for this, for this game. And if he, if he's, you know, if he's up for it sound, but I, I would probably go with Dan Juma, but this brings me back to a point though, Jamie, with you, we've talked before on the pod about that Calvert-Lewin and Dan Juma. That's a 10. Partnership, right. So so I just, I just, I feel like sometimes there, I don't know if it's like a power struggle on the pitch or what, what I do think Dan Juma is one of those players that does thrive off of success, you know, and I think he is hungry for goals. So that's not always a bad thing, but when you've got someone on the pitch, like Calvert Lewin, sometimes I don't know if that energy necessarily like works, um, but I think we need to give it a go. I just, yeah, I, McNeil just wasn't doing it for me and it's, it's disappointing, but yeah, I'll go with that. That's your, yeah. Um, Paul, what would be your sorts of starting eleven on on Sunday? Any changes? To yeah, that? I'll make two changes. I'll do Seamus Coleman for Ashley Young and Dan Juma for McNeil. I've even toyed around with dropping um Takori into the centre of the midfield and playing McNeil as a ten. Hmm. Maybe try that out. But are we in a position to be trying things like that out? I don't know. But I, I would sit Dwight McNeil out for this game personally. You know, give him a little bit of a break, let him... Uh, and yeah. Ashley Young. He can, and Ashley Young, yeah. He can go and get a hot dog or something. He'll probably, he'll probably fall over and give the yellow card. To the hot dog fella. <laughs> it was two, probably two foot, the hot yeah. dog fella, or the person in front of him. The sausage would probably fall out the bun. Uh, it probably would. <laughs> oh, and then he'd back bending over. What, what about you, Jamie? What what would uh, would you make any changes? Uh, no, pretty much the same as you. Yeah, I'd probably go Seamus with... Uh, right back. I'm sorry. I thought you said I'm not going to make any changes, and I was like, "You're going to play Ashley Young." I was oh like, no, no, sir. No, 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 um, no, definitely calling it at right back. Yeah, you know, three normal midfielders, and then yeah, I'd like to see Dan Juma play on the left wing because I think McNeil doesn't seem to be a left winger. Seems to be a lot sort of more inside the pitch, and I think Dan Juma could probably operate in them whole them pockets yeah. that he that McNeil picks up. I think Dan Juma is a lot better on the ball than than uh, McNeil is. Yeah. I want to ask you guys a question. There was a lot of people saying they were getting frustrated with Jack Harrison on Sunday. I am. But would you yeah. still keep him? Would you still keep him in the in the lineup? I'd keep him in. The, I'd yeah. keep him in the starting lineup because of his yeah. work rate and that. But um, yeah. I am starting to see little bit little bits of cracks. But listen, cracks, he's yeah. playing for Everton. He's not playing for Real Madrid. You know what I mean? That's a uh, I'm not going to yeah. get a 10 out of 10 every game, but I think he needs to use the ball better. Uh, yeah. A bit wasteful. But his work rate is exceptional. Agreed. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking the exact same thing, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I still think he needs to be in that starting 11, though. Yeah, and I also think that. he's also with a liability behind him as well. It'd be nice to see him with a, a more solid Seamus Coleman. Good point. Him and say, I don't worry about too much about coming back. Stay forward. I've got this. You do. You do what 
I want you to do and cross the ball for him, you know. So yeah. it'd be nice to see that, and obviously a captain behind him as well. The also because... thing is with Jack Harrison is we don't have anybody else. Yeah. Fairs, fairs. <laughs> James yeah. Garner because he's playing there, man. But that, that that's actually just brought a just a quick point in my head. Like, I mean, I mean, we're sitting and watching from the outside, and they're actually on the pitch. And you're right, Jamie. That's actually a really really good point you've just brought up. Is I think it's almost like the Michael Keane effect that was happening with James Tarkovsky. It almost might be happening with in in this situation as well. I, I just you, you literally would would have to be watching your back constantly. You'd be panicking a little bit, wouldn't you? If you know, yeah. oh God, he's just cost us, you know, God knows what in those matches. And yeah, it would of course be on your on your mind. So that's probably that's definitely a factor. Yeah, yeah definitely. of course it is. Um. Well, thanks very much, guys, for joining me. That's all we've got time for. Um, obviously, we're going to have a, a reaction pod, maybe Sunday, maybe through the week. Um, hopefully, it's a Inc- better one. It's a smile. Incidentally, one. before we go, this is episode ninety-nine. <gasps> so our yeah. next episode will be episode one hundred. It oh is, yeah. So we'll God. hopefully get to, hopefully we get to talk win. about a win. Come on, Blues! Got to do it for us, yes, surely. That and who's listening? So you might as well. Yeah, and make sure you do tune in to the one hundredth episode. Um, I will try and think of something cool to do, something special. I, I will think. About something that. cool to do would to be talk about an actual win. That yeah, be, fair that enough. Yeah, me. that yeah. would be ideal. <laughs> and if anyone else wants to have a little more listen of Paul, as well, is going to be a guest on Let's Talk EPL. Um, after yeah, going back, after going brush me. Yeah, so he's going to go and give us a good account of his thoughts on Everton. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Come on. No, come on. So <laughs> if you want to find them there on YouTube, uh, I'm sure they're on your all, all your audios and everything that we're on, basically. Yeah, so go and give that a listen. Make sure you check that out. But, guys, thanks very much for joining me. And up the toffees. Up the toffees. Up the toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network.